This Westwards mini masterclass is a production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. For more information on Westwards and what we do, please go to westwards.com.au. Hello and welcome to today's mini masterclass with me, James Roy. I work at Westwards as a program manager, but I'm also a writer in my own right and for that reason, I'm going to be taking the reins myself today for our mini masterclass. Now, before I uh, start sounding a bit too grand and big for my boots, I'm not really going to be sharing my own insights. I mean, I, I guess I'll be drawing on some of the experience I've gained over the last 25 or so years as a writer. But really what I wanted to do today is unpack a really valuable resource and, and, and share a really valuable resource that I think will help anyone who's writing fiction in particular enormously. Now this is something that I have used uh, myself as a writer but also as a presenter of creative writing and a teacher of creative writing. But the other day when I was doing a, a writer's group for Westwards on a Saturday morning, I shared this particular resource in the chat box and the response was very good. And so I thought it might be something valuable that I could share with our listeners here today. I am, of course, talking about something that's become quite legendary, I suppose, in the world of creative writing, and it's the 22 rules of storytelling according to Pixar. So, a bit of background. Pixar, of course, is the film studio that made, well, let's list some of them. Toy Story, Bugs Life, Up, Ratatouille, Wally, uh, Cars, Planes, The Incredibles... There's any number. Uh, Monsters, Inc., of course, Finding Nemo. These are all terrific animated movies that have been immensely successful. Now, I have at times wondered whether we are scraping the bottom of the barrel with, with some of the themes they're going for. The reason I say that is because the same old tropes seem to be coming out more and more. But I think that's, that's kind of fair enough as well because there is a new audience coming through. Uh, younger audience, but the beautiful thing about Pixar is that the movies that they make and present and and share with us, they are incredibly engaging for young people, but also for the parents who take them or the adults who take them along to see these films. This, of course, was back in the day when we used to go and see films, but uh, now that we now, of course, you get them on on your streaming services or whatever. But the wonderful thing about Pixar is that there is always something in there for the adults. Now, that's a bit of a side benefit, but what that does mean is that it, it means that adults are prepared to take their kids to, hear, to see these films, but also engage throughout. And it demonstrates how strong their grasp of story is. And that's really what we're talking about today. We're talking about story and, and how we tell stories. And Pixar, you would have to say, is the master of this. And they're, they're, they're the masters at taking themes that you might not always expect to make a film from and, and doing it. So the joke, of course, goes that with Toy Story, when that came out, they uh, they said, what if toys had feelings? That was a question they were trying to answer. And then what if robots had feelings when Wally came out? What if cars had feelings? What if planes had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? Uh, and finally, it ended up with Inside Out, which was, of course, what if feelings had feelings? And it's a bit of a bit of a throwaway joke. But none of that changes the fact that what Pixar does best is 
navigate their way around stories. So the, what, the resource I'm going to share with you today, it came out, I'm not sure when it was, it was a few years ago, but it was by, someone by the name of Emma Coates, who was, at the time, Pixar's storyboard artist. She's not anymore, she's worked with Google since, and she tweets as at Lawn Rocket, if you want to follow what she does. As in Lawn, the place where you grow your grass, and Rocket, the thing that fires off into space. So Emma was the storyboard artist, one of the storyboard artists from Pixar. Storyboard artists in animation, of course, are very important. They're quite important in in live-action films as well. But there's a little bit more flexibility, I think, in a live-action film for the director to make changes on the fly. And, and so. Whereas with animation, there's so many moving parts to the production and sections of the production that don't speak to each other quite as much, perhaps. And so it's easy for communication fall apart and when you've got a director and a writer and then you've got all the animators and the designers who are trying to make something look cohesive and of of course in a big animated feature there are so many people involved in in the magic of making really clever animation computer animation but they all need to be on the same page which is why the storyboard artist is so important with animated film because they will take the script and with the director's help they will plan what the what each shot is going to look like how it's framed how it's positioned the zooms the, the pans all that sort of thing close-ups you name it and so the storyboard artist draws that and then that is given to the animators and it's basically make it look like this so the storyboard artist is a really really important role and they're someone who has to understand how story is told which brings us to the 22 rules because Emma Coates tweeting as at Lawn Rocket tweeted Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling and I want to go through some if not all of these just fairly quickly there's a couple that I'd like to unpack in a little bit more detail but the reason I'm sharing these with you is because I think if you were to find these and read them and internalize them and process them and use them your writing can't help but improve and you can find them by going, I'm looking at them on the Aerogram Studio site, but you can go literally to any search engine, Google or whatever, and type in 22 rules Pixar or Pixar's 22 rules, 22 rules of storytelling, whatever. Any of those kinds of keywords and you will find any number of places where they have, where people have put these on, online to read. So I'm going to share these with you now. Now keep in mind that some of these are not, in my opinion, necessarily correct but I'm just one person I haven't made any award-winning animated films I've written some books so some some of these you might hear or read and go that doesn't really seem to work for me and that's okay there are many different ways to do this and Emma Coates herself says on her Twitter account I probably should have called these guidelines which I think is riffing on the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean line Let's go through these a, a couple. There's a couple that I want to stop on and spend a little bit more time on because they're really, really key. But the first one, you admire a character for trying more than for their successes. It's an interesting one. And as I read these, maybe have a think about books or books you've read or movies that you've, you've watched where you think, actually, the fact that they 
tried was more important to me than their success. Napoleon Dynamite might be a really good example of this. Number two, you've got to keep in mind what's interesting to you as an audience, not what's fun to do as a writer. They can be very different. See, I don't know if I agree with that one. Of course, the audience is important, but you need to be writing something that feeds your soul as well. So maybe that's not entirely accurate, or maybe it's not for me and it is for her. Trying for theme is important, but you won't see what the story is actually about till you're at the end of it. Now rewrite. I think this one's really super important. Because often what we're doing when we're writing is we just get in there and we write, which is fine. I think that I, I really advocate that. Get in there and write, but you don't really know what it's about till you get to the end. And, and if you have a bit of an elevator pitch that you can play over in your mind going, this is what it's about, this is what it's about, you, you're probably in a good place where you will stay on task. But if your story does wander off and you don't really know where it's going, that's okay because when you get to the end, that's when you turn around and address those questions and of course those terrifying two words at the end of that now rewrite number four i think is well it's it's gold really for anyone who's wanting to understand how story works number four reads like this once upon a time there was blank every day blank one day blank because of that blank because of that blank until finally blank now, I would argue that every story fits into this in some way. So it's a really a, a nice, simple rubric to look at and go, okay, so I can see now how, how story works and does my story fit into this. Number five, simplify, focus, combine characters, hop over, hop over detours. You'll feel like you're losing valuable stuff, but it sets you free. Six is wonderful as well. What is your character good at or comfortable with? Throw the polar opposite at them. Challenge them. How do they deal? This is something we talk about a lot in creative writing theory. We talk about the internal conflict that somebody has. What are they good at or comfortable with now throw something different at them? Or what are they bad at? What are they terrified of? What are they fearful of? What are they uncomfortable with doing? Make them do that. Challenge them. See how they respond. Because if you don't have that challenge, if you don't have that turning point, then you don't have a story, do you? Come up with your ending before you figure out your middle. Seriously, endings are hard, get yours working up front. I lost count of the number of times I've had students say to me, I don't know how to finish it. And that's a fairly valid concern because a lot of the time I don't know how I'm finishing it either. But once you know what that point is that you're kind of working towards, then you can go back and work towards that. You won't always find your way to that exact ending, but at least it will give you some kind of impetus, some kind of drive to continue telling that story even when you feel like hitting your, your head against the desk. Finish your story, let go, even if it's not perfect. In an ideal world, you would have both, but move on, do better next time. When you're stuck, make a list of what wouldn't happen next. Lots of times, the material to get you unstuck will show up. Ten, pull apart the stories you like. What you like in them is a part of you. You've got to recognise it before you can use it. Putting it on paper lets you start fixing it. If it stays in your head, a perfect idea, you'll never share it with anyone. Discount the first thing that comes to mind, and the second, third, fourth, fifth, get the obvious out of the way. Give your characters opinions. Passive and malleable might seem likable to you as, a, as you write, but it's poison to the audience. Why must you tell this story? And a lot of these kind of inter, intersperse, I suppose. Why must you tell this story, and what's its theme, are, are kind of related to each other. 
What's the belief burning within you that your story feeds off? What's the heart of it? If you were your character in this situation, how would you feel? What are the stakes? Give us a reason to root for the character. What happens if they don't succeed? Stack the odds against them. And oftentimes we'll find as we are reading, perhaps, that we get to the point where we go, I really care about this character. I want to know what happens to them. I've invested quite a bit of time in trying to find out about them. But uh, now they... Now I just wish I'd get on with it. I want to get this book finished. But, I, but I'm not just going to close it. I really want to know what's happened to the character, how they get through this. That's almost always because the writer has neglected to keep raising the stakes. No work is ever wasted. If it's not working, let go and move on. It'll come back to be useful later. You have to know yourself. A difference between doing your best and fussing. Story is testing, not refining. Number 19 is pretty important, I think. Coincidences to get characters into trouble are great. Coincidences to get them out of it are cheating. Number 20. Exercise. Take the building blocks of a movie you dislike. How would you rearrange them into what you do like? You've got to identify with your situation and characters. You can't just write cool. What would make you that act that way? And again, number 22. Again to the idea. What's the essence of your story? What's the most economical telling of it? If you know that, you can build out from there. Which kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Peter Carey talking about his cantilevering idea where he has a rough idea of a scene and then he writes it. Then he goes back and rewrites and each time he rewrites he's adding more heft to it and more weight but there's also a backstory growing that is offering that, that cantilevering effect to this, what feels like it's just growing out into space. So there's the 22 rules of storytelling according to Pixar. Brackets probably should have been guidelines. I've shared those with you, as I say, I've shared with those with you because I think if you're a serious writer and, and even if you're just lacking a little bit of encouragement or you're feeling a little bit lost or you feel like your, your creativity needs a little bit of a nudge or whatever it might be, have a look at these, download them. Google those words, Pixar's 22 Rules of Storytelling. Print them off, put them beside your desk, have a read, and try and try and uh, integrate at least some of them into the way you, you work. And I can promise with almost 100% certainty that your writing will improve. I really hope that's been of some use to you. A few months ago I did a podcast where, one of these masterclasses, where I talked about some of the really terrific books out there that will help guide a writer and, and help inspire a writer and this isn't quite as in-depth as those although it still covers a lot of ground and it's it's just a nice shorthand to to have beside you so that you can make sure that you're remaining focused and that your story is working as well as it can and if you have even a fraction of the success in storytelling that Pixar has then it will have been time well spent